He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in everybody to our Iowa basketball preview on Hawksview here this week. And we've got our first two games of the week, one on Wednesday, which is, I believe, at 3 o'clock. And then on Friday, I believe we are at 5 p.m., as well as our football game, obviously, on Friday. So it's going to be a busy weekend in Iowa City, nonetheless, on a Thanksgiving week. And, Lance, we're real excited for Iowa basketball. Yeah, I mean... When is the last time Iowa was top five in basketball? Like that one year that we kind of got hot and then slid in February, probably. But I mean, it's been, I mean, probably 20 years since we were a top five preseason team, at least. I mean, it's been a while. Let's just say that. It's been a while. It's been a while. And it sure feels good, especially with all the experience that we have coming back this year and, you know, a lot of the expectations that we talked about even on our podcast with Joe, and for those of you that haven't listened to that yet, certainly should do so. That's still up on our channel as well. You'll have to scroll back a little bit. But we had a lot of fun with Joe Wieskamp, and hopefully we'll be able to to get a few more players on this year as we move forward. But, yeah, in terms of the expectations, I mean, they're certainly lofty ones. But I think certainly in hearing a lot of, like, the preseason media outlets and whatnot with a lot of the interviews, it's something that, you know, the team's kind of embracing them. I mean, it's where they want to be. It's where even Jordan and Luca were both talking about it. You know, four years ago, they it, they hurt to lose. It hurt to lose, and it, it was like that for a long time in Iowa basketball, and it's going to be fun to fun to see them, you know, and how they handle these expectations this year and hopefully, hopefully live up to them and make a deep run. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the ceiling is – I mean, the ceiling's high. Like, it's really, to put it simply, the ceiling is very high this year. I mean, I think we're third or fourth on the shortest odds to win it all. Not sure that's exactly 100% um, correct. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of hype. I mean, there's just, it, there's just no other way to, there's no way to dodge it. There's no way to look at it any other way. This is the most hype, preseason hype, that our basketball team has had ever. So, the question is, is whether we're able to handle it. I mean, we've been solid we've been improving we've been trending in the right direction for a while now and then obviously Luke Garner's emergence last year was a huge step and then you know to return everybody back this year is I mean I mean it's massive I mean it really is yeah I'm super excited especially and I I love Luca for just the fact of like coming back and like working as hard as he is in like the offseason you see all of his workouts with his dad whether it be his dad other trainers like that I mean, this guy works his ass off, and you have to give him credit. I think he personally got snubbed in the player of the year. You know, he didn't win every uh, – there was different outlets that gave it to him and OB and whatever. But I, I just – I give the utmost amount of credit to Luca, for, one, for coming back, and two, for working his ass off as hard as he is and, and leading this team. And I think it, it shows a lot in our chemistry and certainly in how this team's built and has been playing the last year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get it too much into him getting, I mean, robbed of the thing. But, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, he was by far the most dominant player in the most, in the toughest conference. 
I mean, it's just really that simple. Obviously, um, we talked was having a great year. I think Dayton was on their way to a two seed or maybe maybe even a one seed. I, I don't exactly remember correctly, but sure, his team was good. But, I mean, he was also playing, I mean, nobody. So, the fact, the numbers that Luca was able to put up in the Big Ten last year, just, I mean, they were absurd. Granted, I don't know that that's necessarily 100% repeatable. Like you said, I mean, he's working his ass off. I love that. But, I mean, the numbers and his his work last year was it was it was pretty incredible to watch week or day to day, especially with all the defenses that you know they were throwing at him and what like we talked about it with Joe a little bit too. And in terms of like them seeing that in high school, that like he's getting that on the college level. He's getting those type of defenses, like everything, the whole the whole laundry load thrown at him in terms of the different types of defenses that they'll be seeing this year and. You know, hearing him talk about it preseason too, just being able to find shooters is something that he really stresses on, and we have a plethora of them at that. Yeah, I mean, just just the team that we have set up around him really it, it fits. We have a dominant big man. We have shooters all over the floor. I mean, I think we'll talk probably get him the starting lineup a little bit later, but I mean, there's shooters everywhere. I mean, even Connor last year really improved his shooting. I mean, obviously you have Bohannon coming back. You have Wieskamp, who, I mean, despite your struggling at the end of last year, is still, I mean, a dominant scorer in the Big Ten, a dominant shooter. And then that's not even mentioned Frederick, who I think led the Big Ten in three-point shooting percentage last year. I mean, there's just the pieces there to build around Luka, to focus on Luka, and to take really um, – to take away – the ability to just send everybody at him because, okay, you send everybody at him, he's going to kick it out to Frederick, who hit the three. Wieskamp, who hit the three. I think what we really struggled with, especially, and you know, that Nebraska game comes to mind, the two Purdue uh, debacles come to mind, um, is when they died out and we couldn't shoot three. And this year, that really, at least on paper, shouldn't be an issue because there's just so many guys that can shoot it. So, I mean, if teams are crashing down on Luka, we're just going to burn you from the outside. So I think that's just a really – there's a really good uh, nucleus of players, and they fit really well together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And in terms of, like, the toughness of this team, too, I, I just love, you know, I mean, really everybody. I mean, even what we have coming off the bench. So we'll, we'll just hop into our starters right now. Right now they've been kind of releasing. It, it sounds like it's going to be J-Bo, C.J. Frederick at the two, Joe at the three, and then Connor at the, the four. I guess they're going to flip – him and Joe around, but in terms of the the, excuse me, the backcourt, if I have the right term there, is that correct? The, yeah, the backcourt, correct. Excuse me, getting into basketball terms here. I just didn't want to f it up here on on live television. But in terms of a backcourt, I mean, we have guys that can push it up and down the floor, and we've been talking about all all preseason, and so have they about how they're going to be able to push the ball. I mean, they're going to look to fly around and having four guards like this that, that can certainly do so handle the ball move it up the floor and then find people I think is going to be crucial yeah and obviously I think that I mean a lot of that starts with Luca. I mean we saw it a million times last year where he would just he just beat his guy down the floor and he'd just get a he'd get position on the block and he'd just go to work I mean that kind of pace and to have um, four guards I think I was talking to you about this too is I absolutely love that starting lineup like I think that's maybe maybe take out Bohannon and put in um, Toussaint as he kind of begins to develop. I think he's a better defensive presence. I think he can kind of create his own shot, get into the paint a little bit better than Bohannon can. Plus, I mean, we have enough shooters. But, I mean, 
that team is going to be able to run up and down the floor with everybody. I mean, the fastest teams in the country are going to have trouble keeping up with us. I, I really believe that. Um, and that, again, it starts with guards. I mean, he beats this guy down the floor nine times out of 10 and just gets positioned on the lower block and just goes to work. I mean, that's a bucket every time. It yeah. really, I mean, it just is. Yep. And all you got to do is throw it to the rim and he's right there, man. I mean, that's, that's basically it. It's the easiest play in the book. And I'm, I'm very excited for the starting lineup as well. I was personally kind of anticipating Nunji as like more of a traditional, like two big setup maybe in terms of Nunji being able to stretch it. But I love what he's, he's going to be able to do coming off the bench as well as Joe Toussaint. I mean, I love what we have in terms of depth. And they're talking about, you know, our freshmen making an impact as well. Uh, I believe it's Keegan Murray that they were talking about. has been able to crash the glass over the summer and whatnot. They really like what they're seeing out of him. I mean, both Murray twins are going to be good. And I don't really know the status on Patrick. Do you know anything at all? In, in regarding um, I saw I saw somewhere he added 15 pounds in the offseason. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's what we need out of him. We're going to need him to play physical. Um, obviously, he dealt with injuries or sickness or complications of um, his cancer, I think he had, I believe. I don't remember what, but um, I think he dealt with that last year. But to, to hear that he's added 15 pounds, I mean, that's huge. I mean, we're going to be really thin in the uh, in the front court this year, I think. Um, that's why I think Patrick, Nunji, I mean, all those guys are going to be super important. Even uh, the guy from England, Ogulande, I'm going to have to get a Agumba Wale. That, I'm going to go out and have... say that I just nailed that right there. Agumba Wale? No? Or maybe <laughs> gonna, that's a football player to... I'm thinking about. It definitely could be. <laughs> but anyway, but I think he's going to be really big this year. Um, he's huge. I mean, I think that's going to be massive. He's going to obviously have some growing pains, I'm sure, going through the grind of the Big Ten. But I think that he could actually play a big role and kind of fill in um, with the loss of Kreener, who is really, I mean, that's the only person they lost, right? Oh, and uh, Bakari, too. Evelyn, but, yep. Um, we, have, we have enough depth in the, in the, in the backcourt for me to be, feel fine about that. But the front court, I think we're going to be thin. It's going to be heavily on guard. Uh, those guys are going to have to come in. Nunji off the bench, McCaffrey, like we talked about, and then, uh, Ogundale, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm nearing that one. We'll, we'll get it by the end of the season, certainly. And I mean, he's gonna be around for a while, hopefully. Nonetheless, but I'm excited about the depth of this team and what we're gonna be able to do in terms of the different lineups. I know last year I was very critical of there was a certain lineup we would send out there around 12 minutes of each half left that we would yeah. just get like kind of like shredded up. And I believe it was kind of when we had Joe off the floor, we had Garza off the floor. And it was only Frederick. And that was kind of like it. It was Frederick and then like Cranier was was around making like plays. But it was just a group that like couldn't score. But now with like having J-Bo back, I don't know, having Nunji back, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that we're not going to have necessarily those problems. I feel like there's a lot of different combinations of lineups that I think Fran's going to certainly probably has been messing around with in, in terms of, how he wants to do his rotations, but I, I'm certainly excited to see what that will look like in terms of like not our like Chris starting five out there. I'm curious to see what those kind of rotations look like. Yeah, I mean, on paper at least, you got to think that we won't have a uh, a group out there that's as poor as that one was, was last year. I mean, that, I mean, I don't understand why Frank kept going back to it. It was literally the, the worst lineup we could have put out there. I can't I even imagine our all. plus minus, our plus minus with that. Oh, it had to have been bad. 
Um, but the other thing that we kind of have to to monitor, I guess, is we don't really know what Jordan Bohannon we're going to get. Like, I mean, coming off back-to-back hip surgeries, obviously been out of the game for basically a year at this point. I mean, I imagine he'll still have uh, his his shot, but he's already kind of what I would consider a liability on the defensive end. Not, I would say he's so. Just not, he's just not fast enough and quick enough to guard those those premier point guards of the Big Ten. You know, your Cassius Winston's, your um, he gets uh, cut Anthony up Collins, like those guys. Actually, like, cut those up. guys are just those guys are just. I mean, they're obviously I mean studs, but I mean coming off two hip surgeries, that's going to be something to watch there. But there's just so many guys in that rotation that you got to think that somebody is going to be able to find the basket at some point through all of our rotation. Like there's not going to be, at least in my mind, there's not going to be a ro- there's not going to be a group like that on the floor really yeah, ever. I, I definitely agree. I think it's one of those. It's going to be one of those teams that just is going to put up like eighty plus points in damn near every game. I I really think that it's going to take a really good defensive team to stop what we have, especially in terms of like the offensive mind that Fran McCaffrey is, I feel like has certainly lacked on like the defensive end as we've seen. And we'll talk about the defensive intensity here. I mean, it's something that's going to be stressed because if we have like these shootouts with teams, if we're not able to play defense kind of like we were last year, we could find ourselves, you know, losing games in terms of not being able to score on, on better defensive teams. But I think it's certainly something to monitor this year in terms of the defensive intensity and, and how this group kind of meshes together and on the on the defensive front with, you know, whether it be our, our zones, if you will, and uh, whether we were man-to-man or not. But I, I think it's certainly something to monitor, especially early on in the year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like our defense was kind of getting better at the end of the year, like maybe a little, but, like, it's still, like, you got to think. I mean, we finished – 268th in scoring defense and coming into this year we're 72nd in the Ken defensive adjusted defense or whatever like that's why I think partially why we're going to to that you know that small lineup and just kind of we're just kind of running gun it's because I don't know that we're going to be able to get any stops like I don't know that our defense is going to be that good I think that's a very very glaring um weak spot in this team as it has been in Iowa basketball for six years now, seven years now. I mean, we've never really had a defense that, you know, just locked people up. But, I mean, at the same time, there's a lot of guys coming back. I like what I saw out of Connor last year on defensive end. You can imagine Garza is going to keep getting better. That was probably his main um, takeaway from going through the draft process was, dude, you got to get better on defense. Like, you got to, I mean, you just got to. And then, obviously, with those younger guys, um, Euless, even, like, as a freshman. And then Tucson, obviously, I loved, I loved Tucson on the defensive end last year. I love he played with a lot of heart. I, I think that we should be a little bit better, but we're going to have to take a big step forward on the defensive end specifically this year. And I think a little bit, and I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Luca on the defensive end a little bit here, just in terms of not getting in foul trouble. Me, personally, you yeah. remember from my high school days, I was always in foul trouble, you know, something that I hated, you know, I hated, I had to come off the floor and it was something that like in, in games where Luca would have to, you know, a couple fouls early, he would have to come out, sit until, you know, damn near almost half until like the four minute mark. And it's something that like we can't have, especially against like the better teams this year, especially teams like Gonzaga that we have on the schedule. And 
I, I think I'm going to give Luca a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. I know what's that, what that's like because you still want to be on the court. You want to be like available late game. So I, I get what that's like. And certainly for our team last year, it was something like we had to have him on the court. Otherwise, we were, we were screwed. Yeah, I mean, I think it was – I can't remember the exact game that um, it happened that teams kind of figured out like, oh – like, if you get it inside, like, Luca's going to foul you, and then he's going to be in foul trouble. And then this offense kind of doesn't really know where to look at times without him. So, I mean, that's definitely something teams are going to target this year. I mean, he, he is going to – they're going to throw it inside to the guy to the guy guarding Luca a lot. And that's why I think maybe we'll go to zone this year maybe. But at the same time, our zone – I mean, I don't know. We're just, the defense is just – I'm very nervous about the defense this year. certainly a situation to monitor i I, it's it's, yeah it's going to be the thing i watch for the most definitely as well as you know we talk about those rotations that's going to be kind of the key the the other thing you know basketball is a game of runs everybody talks about it and whether you like to say it or not last year those like key four minute stretches between like the 12 minute tv timeout and like the eight minute one i mean those are those are key so i mean especially in the middle of the half stealing the momentum I think it's going to be interesting to watch how those those rotations kind of pan out. And uh, if you got anything else, we can hop into the schedule a little bit, talk about that. If if we don't have any other other points, I would I would just kind of like to rely on our experience as well this year. Kind of before we hop to the to the schedule, I mean, we've got everybody back, like you said. I mean, we can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the last thing is um, like the, the I love Joe Toussaint. I don't know what it is. I love the way he plays. I just talked about him on the defensive end, but he's like the guy. He's like the point guard that Iowa fans have been asking for for like 10 years. Like he's quick. He gets his own shot. He plays physical. I mean, I know he's small, but there's 10 and ones that he just goes to the rim and finishes strong that come to mind from last year. I mean, I love what I see out of him. I think potentially he sneaks his way in the starting lineup at some point this year. But if not, I mean, that's a great guy to come off the bench. I mean, brings the energy, love him on the defensive end, finishes strong. And he's only going to get better. I mean, last year he had some issues with turnovers, I feel like, at times. But, I mean, he's a freshman. He's a freshman a lot, playing Big Ten basketball. A lot better. Like a lot better late old. in the year. A lot better late in the oh, year, yeah. that's for sure. And to Joe T's credit, too, and I was watching the, the interviews from Media Day, too, I mean, he just wants to win. He doesn't care what how many minutes he's get. He doesn't matter. He just wants to win. Like, he just doesn't matter how much he's scoring. Doesn't care about the stats. I love that about him. I love to see that that grittiness off the bench and just going to bring a lot of energy into those those rotations that we're talking about that that need that pickup if you will and then i guess uh we kind of be remiss if we didn't talk about Connor mccaffrey a little bit i mean that dude was incredible last year i mean just on both ends of the floor i think he had the best assisted turnover ratio in the country for at least a majority of the year i don't know if he finished with it or not but i mean just a huge step forward out of him would love to see that again, maybe even take another step forward. But, I mean, he surprised me greatly last year. I mean, I was not high on him coming in. He even improved his shot, I felt like, as the year went on. He was a little more uh, And he's taking those shots. Yeah, he's he's taking them now, which is interesting. Well, I mean, he was a great shooter in high school. Like, I mean, I think he shot – me and my cousin were talking about this. I think he shot – I mean, he was money. Like, from three, from anywhere, like – if he's open, like uh, we want him shooting, I want him shooting this year, be more aggressive with the ball. And then obviously, I mean, if he can 
have a five to one turnover assist to turnover ratio again. I mean, we're going to do a lot of great things this year, I think. Personally, I I'm more of like a Connor guy at the one. It's going to be interesting how it plays out, like who he guards and like where he fits into this like backcourt kind of in terms of the starting lineup because they have him like when they list it off in that four spot, if you will, which is like interesting. So I don't know how necessarily that's going to go. But personally, I I feel more comfortable Connor bringing up the ball than I do Jordan. I'm curious to see how Jordan plays off the ball this year. I feel like it's going to be something to watch where like I hope Jordan just picked up a bunch on how to play off the ball like C.J. Frederick does last year. I mean, sitting on the bench and watching that, like being in the arena, just your eyes are like, for whatever reason, my eyes just like drag to C.J. Frederick. That guy just works his ball, his butt off, off the ball, try to get open shots. It's just, it's crazy to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I, see, that's that's kind of my problem with, that's my really my only problem with Toussaint not in the starting lineup is that the role that Jordan should be playing is the role that Frederick's in, but I think Frederick probably does it better. I mean, he's like you were saying, I mean, he's just so good off the ball. I mean, I think him and Joe were talking about it after one of those um, three games against Illinois, maybe where, I mean, they're just getting held. I mean, and eventually you got to imagine we're going to start to get those calls. We're going to start to get those holds on the screen. And he's just so, he moves so much. Like it, it, it just, He's like a little like energizer bunny, almost like off the ball. Like it's just really fun to watch. It should be, it should be really interesting to see how that offense kind of uh, works together with that rotation specifically. But I mean, I'm excited to see. I mean, you can never have too many shooters on the floor. So, yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, I just love CJ Frederick for that. I give him all the credit in the world for that. It's crazy to see how like well he shoots too, with how much he's like moving off the ball. Like you got to think he'd be tired, but it doesn't matter. Like this dude's just automatic. I mean, he's a I mean, <laughs> so well, yeah. I mean, I had a little angle moment at the boat when I saw him. I mean, this is what it is. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we'll hop into our schedule here. So this week we've got North Carolina Central and Southern University here on Wednesday and then Friday. Wednesday is at three, and then Friday's at five, and then Western Illinois, and then we get into a stretch of games, which I think is going to be important. Man, we've got North Carolina at home. We're at home against Iowa State, which actually got uh, released as an 8 p.m. game on the 11th of December, Northern Illinois, and then obviously the neutral site game against Gonzaga. And I think it's going to be a good start to the year. I, I think that there's certainly some tests in here that I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a, a non-conference schedule that, that's going to test us. Yeah, I mean, we get some nice tune-ups, obviously, with North Carolina, Central, Southern, Western Illinois. I think that I mean I think that's important. I think we saw that in football that you got to have those you got to have those bye games or those I don't want to call them freebies because I think we lost one of those freebies a couple of years ago. But I mean, North Carolina game is going to be huge. Obviously, Iowa State they weren't very good last year, but those games are always going to be dogfights. And then I mean the Gonzaga game, man, I'm excited for that one. Gonzaga is really good, and they just got uh, that Florida. Uh, point guard so that might be uh that might be interesting for sure but i mean three quick tests early in the year is never a bad thing especially when you got to think about the kind of caliber teams we're going to face in the big tests here yeah i would definitely agree and i think it's something i'm excited for even though i think we're just going to beat the brakes off of iowa state this year i think it's just nice to have that rivalry back like we missed it in football Again, we talked about it. Like it would be sweet if they just scheduled a 
you know, a late December Iowa State football game or even a bowl game like we discussed. But I think it's just going to be kind of refreshing to have that rivalry back as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's obviously great. I mean, I think, I, I think it's fun. I love, uh, I love Jordan Bohannon, uh, or I guess on Twitter that week, and obviously leaving the shoes there last year. Um, just, it, I just love, I love the rivalry, and I especially love when we're probably going to be, you know, end up with your favorite at home against them. So we likely should just blow their doors off, and I, I think we will. Um, but yeah, I, I love having that rivalry. It, it does. We, we missed it. We may have been football it's been a while since we beat Iowa State and anything. So it's about we're about due for it. Yep, I agree. And other than that, I you know moving down into Big Ten schedule, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting year in the Big Ten for a lot of the teams, and we'll I'm sure break that down as the season moves on here on on the mix and whatnot, and hop into some different college basketball topics that I'm I'm certainly a lot certainly just as passionate for college basketball as football, if not, maybe more. So I'm certainly excited. Certainly excited for that. And I think one thing to point out this year is we only have one game against Illinois and that's at Illinois. And I'm sad because we don't get one at home. Those games were just electric last year, getting able to be attending in the, the one at home, getting chippy with Illinois, man. We talked about that rivalry with Joe Oh, I just I can't wait to play Illinois this year. I can't believe like I don't know how they make the Big Ten schedules. I have no idea, but you got to think that like you got to rig that so we play Illinois. You have twice, to, right? You have to. Like I mean, what are we doing here? Like you got to give them a slice. I mean, obviously those are the rivalries back. Like the, those are important games now. Like obviously both teams come in the top ten. Both teams return basically everybody. I mean, Illinois with Kofi and uh, Io coming back, obviously, and then. Us with Garza, Frederick, we can't. I mean, that that that's just a no brainer to me is to make sure that we play Illinois home and home. Yeah. I, I don't understand how you mess that up. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I agree. And then the other thing I wanted to point out to the schedule too, in terms of like late runs in March and like February and March, which we've we've pointed to last year. I know we talked about the the run in February was going to be crucial to like you know our seating and whatnot, but. Looking here, as in terms of the preseason rankings, seven of the last six Big Big Ten games are against preseason top twenty-five ranked teams, and we've have we have a home and away against Wisconsin. Two of those seven, we've got Michigan State at Michigan State, home against Rutgers at Ohio State, and at Michigan. I mean, that's just a grueling schedule. But I guess the thing you got to remember is like the whole Big Ten is going to be grueling. I mean. Who yep. knows how this is going to shake out this year? I mean, you're going to have a good team every night. Obviously, I would like, I would much prefer to have those teams kind of front loaded and then kind of get, you know, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska coming down the stretch instead of Wisconsin twice at Michigan at Ohio State. And I think Michigan's going to be really good this year, so I don't, I don't love that at all. It, I mean, it is what it is. You got to, you got to be the best to beat the best. I think that's what we want. I mean, we want to play the best teams. And, you know, the, the Fran February slide might happen again. We might go under 500 in February. We might lose four in a row in February. I mean, it's these are definitely possibilities, especially, I mean, on the road at Indiana. It's not an easy place to play. So it is going to be a tough – it's going to be tough. I mean, the Big Ten stats this year, I mean, I think they would have had 10 teams in the tournament last year. And it's just it's, – it is what it is. It's going to be a tough – it's going to be a tough go at it in the Big Ten. Shocking to see Wisconsin so highly regarded as well this year. Seventh preseason ranked. 
That's that was kind of shocking to me to see that. Yeah, I mean they return. I think they return all five starters, and they're all seniors or something. Like Dimitri I mean, Trice still around? Like that guy's been like an Aaron Kraft of Wisconsin. Who? Dimitri Trice. That little um, yeah, like I mean, short. I would so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, if he's maybe still not. Around, but nonetheless, I think it's going to be an interesting year. And I mean, we talked about it last year a lot too, in terms of like this year to last year, in terms of like not having fans. I think that's going to play a huge role in terms of like getting wins on the road. Last year, we were not great on the road. Really, nobody was in the Big Ten. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to think like. It probably helps us, right? Like not having fans. Like, yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of Big Ten environments, I mean, you got to think Harbor's down there pretty low. So, I mean, at least we got that going for us. I mean, those those kind of uh, I'm hoping at least that those like scrappy uh, road games, you know, versus like a team like Rutgers or uh, even Northwestern la- or in Nebraska last year, you got to think like those are going to be much more manageable without fans. I hope. But, you know, nobody really knows what, how it's going to affect each team. But you got to think, I mean, you got to think it helps us a little bit, right? Like, Definitely. We just don't have a very good environment in Carver. It is what it is. But Yeah, and we talked about that with Joe, too. And hopefully fixing that in the near future would be something that would be cool to see in Carver. But you never know. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. Well, that being said, that kind of wraps up the schedule for me. I don't really have a whole lot else. I I just know that we're really excited to have Iowa basketball. We're really excited to have a, a contending team that has maybe the highest ceiling, you know, as you can get in terms of, you know, winning a national championship. Who knows? I Those words sound crazy to even say, but I think it's going to be an exciting year. You got any last points here, Lance? Yeah, all right. I got, I got two questions for you, okay? One, what – Okay, so let's say we play out the season. What are you happy with right now? Like Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four bust, National Championship. Like what what season would be considered a success in your mind? I think Elite 8 would be a good milestone. I feel like that's something that we haven't been to in forever. Like we made it to Sweet 16 and whatnot. But I feel like if we could break through there and make it to the Elite Eight, I think that'd be a big step. I think that obviously like we said our ceiling's much higher. I think we have the capability and the, you know, opportunity to do much more. But I think the Elite Eight is a humble yet very attainable goal for this team this year. What what would be yours? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking too. Just make the Elite Eight, win a, make the Sweet Sixteen, win the Sweet Sixteen game against, I don't know, a notable opponent and you know, from there on We'll take whatever. We what do you get. want me to say? What do you want me to say? Like, I mean, if you told me right now we're going to be in the elite eight, I would take that. So, I mean, yep. Moving on to the next one. Um. Oh, and then what do you like? Give me a prediction. So, what would you be happy with? And then what? What do you think we'll get to? Like, I guess probably elite eight. So probably right. I don't know. I. I, I just think that we can compete with all these teams, man. I think that they're just going to have problems with us no matter, like, what team, like, has strengths where. I think that we're so balanced and we're so gritty and we're going to be able to score the shit out of it. I think that a lot of teams are going to have problems with us. I think that we're not going to be a team that people want to see late in the year. Truthfully, I mean, I think personally we're going to be able to knock off some of those February, you know, 
you know, scaries, if you will, that we talked about with, with Fran and whatnot. But I, I think that they, it's me being an optimistic person really, but I, I think the, the highest goal is certainly a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so worried about our defense this year. Our defense has just been so bad. There's just not a lot of guys I see coming in. I mean, maybe Patrick with his length could present some problems on defense. If he can continue to add muscle, I mean, if he has muscle, I mean, that's, that's pretty huge. I mean, especially in the big 10, I, I would probably say, I would probably say we get bounced in the elite eight, honestly. I mean, it's, we have so much hype, but at the same time, it's, there's so many, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, realistically, like what, what have we, well, I mean, what have we done? I mean, we almost made a sweet 16 that one year, I guess, with that Tennessee loss. But the other thing is, is I'm not sure that there's just a resounding number one team in the country this year. I guess probably Gonzaga, if anybody. But, I mean, you think about all, like, the the parody and randomness that there was last year. you got to think some of that's going to carry over into this year. I mean, I, I don't see really any of these, you know, blue bloods, I guess, you know, the Baylors, Gonzagas. Even you know Kansas. I guess Kansas is Baylor kind of might be a team we struggle with. Baylor might be yeah, a team Baylor. I mean, like all these, there's all these good teams, but there's so many of them. Like I feel like it's going to be kind of like last year, where there's just so much you know randomness and variance. trading wins and variance. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's going to be a very unpredictable year. I think we'll probably, I think we'll probably get bounced in the elite eight right now, especially um, if we catch like a bad seeding defense. Like a bad, yeah. bad seeding, like where we catch like a two seed, and we've got Baylor as our one seed. That's something like I would be terrified. Yeah, I mean it just, and you never really know. Like you don't know like who's going to match up well with who. I mean, maybe our defense just comes out and it's the best Iowa defense since I don't know whenever. But like, you got to think, you got to think they have a chance to beat everybody with our offense. You really do have to think that there's that we're not going to be. We're not going to be out of any games this year, at least in my opinion. There's, that offense is just too good. I mean, if we can if we can improve the defense just a little bit, it doesn't even have to be that much. You know, just allow 68 points a game instead of 72. Like that, I mean, four points is – I mean, that's massive. But it's very, very attainable in my mind that we can do that. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So lofty expectations, man. We'll see how they, they play out. I was happy you brought up some, some you know, give us – give the people some uh, predictions, if you will, in terms of our year. But, you know, we're the type of people that we, we know, like, what to expect out of an Iowa team. I mean, we're, like, people that don't, like, ever expect, obviously, like, the highest goal, like, a national championship just because we know it's not really in our history and we're used to getting bounced like that even when we have high expectations and we never really get our hopes up. So we'll see how this year plays yeah, out. But wonder, that's about all I got. Yeah, I wonder if some of, like, my uh, my nervousness comes from the football team this year, like with Peters. Like, you know, I obviously had just extraordinarily high expectations for him. But I think it's a little different. We've got a lot of experience coming back. You know, I don't know. I'm just excited about college basketball this year. I wasn't sure we were going to get here, honestly. I mean, we got to get you tomorrow. You get to 1-0 tomorrow. It's a, it's, ex- it's an exciting time of year, man. I mean, to, I mean, who would have thought, you know, having college football and basketball, like, you know, both going to be reaching, like, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be an interesting year. It's going to be fun to play out. I mean, we have 110 college basketball games along with a full college slate of football, you know, Saturday. Obviously not 
completely full. We got some Friday games like ours ourselves, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun to have some some weekday sweats as well now. Yeah, I mean, I love college basketball. Like you were talking about college football over college basketball, I would definitely or college basketball over college football. I would say, I mean, I love college basketball. I just it's one of the it's one of my favorite times of the year. And I'm excited that it's finally here. Honestly, I, again, I wasn't sure we were going to get here. I wasn't sure that there was going to be a game. So I'm, I'm glad to see that there is. I hope they can uh, get through most of the season. Hopefully we can figure out like a vaccine or a way to play it. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. There's going to be a lot of cancellations probably, but you know, let's just get through the year. Let's, let's see what happens. Well, and one last point before I, I close this out here, it was interesting to hear Fran say as well, that he's just going to look to postpone all games. He's not going to cancel them by any means. He's just going to postpone them, hopefully make them up. I think that's certainly a good optimistic view for our team in terms of like still getting those tests before hopefully still having a tournament in March, and I think that's going to be something to watch and, and play out this year in terms of like coaching and scheduling. Yeah, I mean, i definitely love to hear that. I mean, I I, I want to play Iowa. If like, the Iowa State game gets canceled, we better be rescheduled it because I want to play Iowa State in a sport and just beat their brakes off so bad. I mean, so bad. Yep, yep, I agree. So that being said, we'll we'll hopefully get to a one and zero and two and zero this week, and come back and hopefully have some more content for you next week on Iowa basketball. I'm going to be loving to cover it. I I can't get enough of basketball, especially when we have a team like this. But with that being said, so the rest of this oh, week we've breaking got news. breaking news. Sorry, go ahead. Got to cut in. Uh, Hawks ranked 24th in first college football pre or college football playoff poll. Wow! Breaking news. Back back in the kind back of, in the polls, we were receiving kind of shocking, votes, but receiving votes last week, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, like not very many, but yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, good news to hear. But yeah, hopefully we get to three wins this week. Hopefully we get three wins from from our Hawks, and we'll certainly look to keep pumping out the uh, the content. I can't wait. And with that being said, we've got. The Iowa-Nebraska preview coming up on Thursday, and then we'll have Triangle Sharps up as well this week. It's been a busy week, man. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be necessarily anticipated to be this busy, but, man, we've been we've been getting after it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we'll kick it, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field. on the way. It's good. It's good. Iowa wins 14-0.